So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Wonderful show today. I've got my good friend, Matt Terrio with Epic Real Estate. Um, you know, one of the things we've learned in this real estate game is sometimes when you're working for the cash flow, trying to get these big apartment deals to come in, and while you're operating, you may be a little cash poor. And um, I wanted to bring Matt Terrio on because uh, he has an education platform and his story is is absolutely amazing and how he teach people he teaches people how to make money in real estate and, and it's really fairly simple so matt welcome to the show brother thanks Corey. good to be here so give everybody a little uh, a little bit about yourself and your history and who you are and, and just let them know who, what's going on man sure i'd be happy to yeah when i got out of the marine corps i spent the next i don't know 15 years or so of my life in the music business and then uh this thing called the digital download came along and it was something brand new. No one even heard of it, ever heard of it. No one knew what it was. And it turned that whole industry upside down and it completely changed the way people consume music. As you can tell, there's probably people alive today that don't, don't even know that music stores existed. Like we used to walk into a store and buy, uh, buy some music. Yeah. Right? And uh, so that whole world is... and, uh, and, and I want to say a little bit of LPs when I was looking. Totally. I mean, who even knows what an eight track cassette is? You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> I do, but <laughs> um, anyway, that whole industry changed and it kind of, it kicked a lot of people out that were in my role who made their money selling compact discs. And so I had to go find something new to do because that's all I had done to that point in my life. I was 34 years old and I had no other skills. And so I ended up bagging groceries. At 34 years old, I was bagging groceries. This went from a seven figure year to $7 an hour. Uh, the wife wasn't too happy with the, the grocery bagging job. So she got up and left. And she left me with a bunch of debt. So then quickly the bankruptcy followed. And wow, what a what a whirlwind. And it happened really quickly, too, in about six months from the time I noticed something was wrong to where it was completely at the low point. And it was bagging groceries where the grocery store manager, who coincidentally was the exact same age as me, I'm bagging, he's managing. And, you know, we kind of got along because we were the same age. And he said one thing to me. He said, Matt, if you, if you really want your money back, you should really consider real estate because it's the final frontier where the average person has a legitimate shot at creating real wealth. And I was like, okay. And then he showed me what he'd been able to do while he'd been working there. Cause he'd been bagging groceries there and pushing carts since he was like 16 years old. So he was only like two or three years away from his actual retirement. And so this whole way he'd been able to amass apartment buildings coincidentally that I'm talking to you. And he said, look, I'm, I'm going to be out of here. I'm going to get 80% of my salary because I'm going to uh, retire early from the grocery store. And uh, the income from my apartment buildings exceeds my, the money that I make here is my salary. 
I'm going to be living a better life at the age of 36, not working than I was with two incomes at 35 or whatever it was. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I knew I had to learn something new. It's man. like, say what? Say that again, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, can I start over? <laughs> and uh, the, um, so that was, that was like, okay, well, I had no idea what I was going to do, I was, but I really wanted my money back. And if that's the, ad, that's the final frontier where this average person has a shot, I was feeling far below average. So who am I to think that I could do anything else? So I just, out of sheer desperation, I became a real estate agent thinking that's where I should have started. And it took me only four years to figure out that, you know what? I'm probably sitting on the wrong side of the desk if I really want to make all the money. Yeah. So I made this transition from real estate agent to real estate investor. Uh, got this cool little purple book. You've probably never heard of it called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And it taught me the concept of passive income, which I was completely foreign to me that I always subscribe to the idea that, you know, being rich and famous and successful is just having a lot of money in the bank. Yeah. Um, it's certainly good and it helps, but if there's nothing to keep replenishing that money as you keep spending it, then that can be, that can create issues. And so this whole idea of, of financial independence and this financial freedom thing to where that money is replenished each month, regardless of whether you go to work or not, you know, the, the traditional work. Yeah. And that's like, a real secret. Like that's like, Oh, that's magic, right? But like when it's done right, gosh, dang. Totally. I mean, and here I am, I was 34 years old, 35, 34, 35 at that time, having made a million bucks. And this was a totally foreign concept to me. Yeah. Right. No one had ever taught me about it. I just came out of high school and, and started making money. I was like, well, okay, this is what we do. And so that just shifted everything. So I made this goal to, uh, I'm going to get out of the rat race. And I liked his definition. Just push your your expenses down as low as you can, get your passive income up as high as you can. And you might not be rich, but you will be free. And, be, like, and freedom is priceless. Yep, yep. And that was so appealing to me. So I did that. And I wasn't rich. But you know what? I got to play golf on Wednesdays and Tuesdays whenever I felt like it. And I started to notice, or my network, or the, my circle, my friends and family started to notice that, wow, this guy was just bagging groceries not too long ago, and now he's playing golf on a Wednesday. Uh, Matt, let's go to lunch and let me uh, pick your brain a little bit. I had a lot of those <laughs> pick your brain conversations. And so I recognized that I didn't feel like it at the time, but I really recognized that what I had done was unique and kind of special. And so a lot of people wanted to know how to do that. They wanted to do it themselves. So just teaching turned out to be like the next logical step for me. Yeah. Teach what you know, right? Yeah. Man, I, I, I've been a bit, all my life, right? So even when I didn't know anything, I still taught it, right? But I think when you teach, you become a better student too mm. because you're mm -hmm. looking, when you learn something, you're like, wow, that's really good. I bet you. And then and then when you teach it, you actually become even better because you've become a master at it. 100%. Because you say it 10,000 times. Yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, I think with real estate, I mean, there's a lesson intertwined in every single transaction that you do. And, and you experience or learn something that, you weren't prepared for, right? You had never heard of it before. And all of a sudden you got this new education from this transaction. And by working with my clients for so long and so many of them now, I've been able to experience so much in real estate that I, I don't know if I could have done enough deals to experience everything that I have. Yeah. And yeah. So definitely better student, but better investor, right? I'm at my, you know, I haven't lost any money in the last four or five years because of all that stuff. Those previous four or five years, I took a lot of dumb risks and, and, and made some mistakes. But uh, yeah, it's made me a much better investor. You know, it's funny that, so, you know, as you become a, a better investor, 
you know, because I, I look at too, when I first started my, I did my first deal, got lucky, I did a really good deal, but my second deal, I absolutely crashed on, mm-hmm. right? And, and barely gave my, in fact, it cost me 150000 bucks to get my investors back their money. But if it wasn't for that little bump in the road, I, would, I wouldn't have been as good as I am now because I had to learn that lesson. And mm-hmm. luckily it wasn't as harsh as the lesson as some other people have had. But sometimes in the down period, when you actually get out away from that, you're like, wow, I'll never do that again. Right? I'm, I'm way better now than I ever have been. The Failure story, is a much better teacher than success is. Yeah, amen to that. Amen yep. to that. So, yep. and so, and now you teach, I mean, you teach millions of people. Yeah, I guess so, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're kind of a big deal, man. Oh, well, thanks, Corey. <laughs> I sit over here in my little four cinder block walls in Glendale and just kind of do what I do. And, you know, and I, every time I come out for air, I, I recognize, you know, people are actually listening. So that's a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it is, man. So when you can impact people like that, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've, impact, you've impacted lots of people. I mean, I, 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 I know this. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. that yeah. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> You know, here we are a decade into it. I was just uh, talking to somebody that, and they, they just started a podcast. They asked me how long I've been doing mine. And I said, you know, I think we're just about to hit our 10 year anniversary. And he's like, wow, were podcasts even invented 10 years ago? And I was like, you know, I think uh, Jason Hartman was the first real estate podcast that I know of. I think Sean Terry was right after that. And then yeah. I think it was me. And uh, wow. Yeah. So we've been doing this for quite a while. And now 10 today, years. Years, right? I can't believe I'm actually old enough to talk in decades. <laughs> and today, our, our business, we have kind of three heads of our business. One is we uh, how to do it yourself. So we have the education where we show you how to do it. Second, we have our turnkey operation that Mercedes, my wife, runs. And that's more of like a do-it-with-you service. Like our yep. clients are still the boss. They still call the shots. They do the transactions and everything. But they're able to leverage our team and systems to put it all together and come to fruition. And then we have our fund where we essentially we do it for you for accredited investors. Yep. So that's where we are today. And we're just kind of, uh, how do you like the fund business? So that, that'll be actually kind of fun. Just like, how do you find investors for your fund? The podcast. I do zero marketing for it. And I probably get two or three inquiries a day. That, I mean, so let that be a lesson for anybody listening right now. Even, I mean, I know there's lots of podcasts out there, but if you're serious about raising money, maybe you should start one. Because I, I, I get investors as well. I mean, all the time. Yeah. And because pe- the right people will relate to you. I mean, you when you start building a tribe, it just gets bigger and bigger. But teaching what you know, you you know, I started off doing a RIA. I realized I could reach more people doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. information, same amount of time, but yep. way bigger audience. It's funny that you say that because there, there's a, a saying that says those that educate the market dominate the market. And I heard that a long time ago before there were so many different channels to share that education. And, and Mercedes and I, when we started working together, that's how we, we operated. So what we would do is we'd go to meetup.com and we'd host an event on how to negotiate your short sale without losing your shorts or something like that. Yep. And so we'd hold a little meeting. We'd promote all week long for that little event. And we might get four or five people to go there. We bought we bought enough sandwiches for 20, but we had four or five people. And we talked to those four or five people. We'd show them how to do it. And invariably, one or two of them would become a client, give us their property and say, we well, just do it for me. Yeah. And, you know, that was a lot of work to get those four or five butts in the room to, to go ahead and educate them on how this works. And when we first launched the podcast that uh, we launched it and we woke up the next morning 
and we saw a hundred downloads and we were like, when you yeah. compare that to how hard we had to work just to get to four or five sets of ears and we had a hundred sets of ears overnight and we were like, okay, so we really got something. So I don't think we've ever spent a dime on marketing for an investor or a, uh, one of our turnkey customers. Yeah. hundred percent spreading goodwill and, and doing good on the podcast. And you're right. You get to be a hundred percent yourself and then the right people come to you to work with you. Yeah. It's an amazing concept when you think about it. Cause I, because like I ran my, uh, I called it Meetup or RIA or like, no, I wouldn't call it a, really a RIA, but I just teach you what I know. But I, I'd always say money shows up in the room all the time, all the time. And they all want to do it. It feels like this. Everybody wants to do real estate full time. But the reality is what happens is they start having reality hit them. They're like, dude, I got a full time job. I got this. And I can't, I don't even want to go away from that. That's my safety comfort. And at the end of the day, they're just like, but I still want to be in real estate. And I trust you, and I've learned all your stuff. Just can you do it for me? Mm-hmm. And what you and you're smart enough that you've created an avenue. Say, yeah, we got a done for you process, right. right? We can we can hold your hand, or if you want to be really passive, just give us your money, and we'll do what you do and give you a return. That's it, and everybody's yeah. happy, right? Isn't that, that isn't that powerful that, though? Oh, totally. But if you think about it, it's it's not unique to real estate. We do that in every other aspects of our life that we're not experts in, right? Yeah, I mean. I've got a new book coming out and I just dictated it and someone else wrote it. I said, can you just do it for me? I've got, uh, uh, when you go to a dinner, I, can you just park my car for me? What's right. Your book, what's your book called? Uh, it's called flow. Nice. We're still, we're still a ways away from it being released. Yeah, we're about 95% done. Okay. I got a book coming out. Um, copy your way to success. Copy your way to success. Yeah. I like it. So right. we're, we're still about a month and a half out. We're on final edits. So, way, yeah. yeah, so it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, it could be a great sub, a, a, a subheader there somewhere. Like we, uh, we do, but we've not, we're playing with two or three. So that's why I'm not, I didn't say the subheader yet. Uh, okay. We, well, we, I'm, uh, something came to my mind right away. I was like, oh, let me help with this. I got it. <laughs> say it, man. Say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you got in trouble for in school will pay you in after or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That, that really is. I, I tell my beginning story is. You know, uh, I'm going into a fourth grade class and out comes the word, spell the word drawer, put your clothes in the drawer. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how to spell it, man. But Susie, uh, your, uh, uh, Jennifer Stubbs, the girl in front of me was, you know, really smart and really pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knew everything. So I'm like looking over and dude, as soon as I get the E in drawer spelt, man, the, you know, cold shoulder <laughs> of my teacher comes out of my shoulder. I'm getting yanked out of the deal down to the principal's office god yeah. you know and then you know I, and then I, I actually go back and say you know later on in life in my professional life you know tony robbins calls it modeling success yes not, yes, not you know copy's a strong word but <laughs> model i'm like man i what i wouldn't give to go back into fourth grade to mr burkhead the principal and say hey listen i wasn't copying jennifer stubb's test i was just modeling her success man yes <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny how we're I got caught once my, my darn self and uh, I was a really good kid. And I think that's the only time or maybe one of two times where my mom got really, really pissed off. <laughs> I got really disappointed her on that one. But, but I was like, know, yeah. well, mom, this is, this is how I support you today. What yeah. I got in trouble for back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to think about it. Like, what are we doing here in real estate? It's nothing new. Right. It changes ever so slightly, mm-hmm. but it's really nothing new. And, and, Whenever those changes occur, someone f- figures out a way, and then you learn from that, then you teach what you learn. It's really about unpacking some, like, you know, right now, marketing for deals, how to get deals. 
That seems to be the biggest thing that I see a lot of people are struggling with. Mm-hmm. Is it's not like it was in two thousand and nine and ten when you could throw a dart and hit right. a deal. Now you got to be actually pretty savvy. Yep, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So on Epic Real Estate, you teach all these kinds of things. We teach it all. Yeah. Everything. We're we're one stop shop. No. Um, we really focus on uh, we 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 show people how to wholesale and flip. But I really, when you start, when you've been in the business long enough, you've really got the experience. You start recognizing how much work and labor intensive wholesaling and fix and flipping is. It you, is. Know, you, you have some good windfalls, you get some good sizable checks, but tomorrow you're on to the next deal and you got to dig, dig, dig. And once you start recognizing that the power of cash flow and the power of that passive income, you know, it's not as exciting in the beginning. Yes, brother. You're boat. talking my language now. Right? This is, this three is our years of wholesaling versus three years of buy and hold. You're going to be so much happier on the buy and hold side after three years than you will on the wholesaling side. Oh God, I want you to climb on a mountain and say this now because so oh because like this is my story and I see this now. I've been going to lots of uh, masterminds still I'm part still part of collective genius that we used mm-hmm. to be a part of and I watch these guys and they're all they do buy and sell they're traders. Right. Like trader. <laughs> mm-hmm. With a D, but like I, I think they feel like it's with an AI trader because <laughs> you know cash flow was the, always the key. Right? Rich Dad Poor Dad was the book. Yeah, we all read it, yep. and I fell in love with cash flow. But like like most people, I turned on the TV and I saw fix and flip, or flip this house, or wholesale, make a quick profit. And a lot of us have been duped into thinking that that's investing. Yep. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know when you start because there's no freedom there. Exactly. There's, I'm glad you just said it. If your goal is freedom, that's the big contingency, or that's the big caveat. If you want the financial freedom then the flipping the houses, you'll never be free. You'll no. never be free. You might make a lot of money, but you're always chasing the next one and you'll never be free from that, that pursuit. It, plus it takes a lot longer too, and it's a lot more work to do it that way. Well, if you, because I've done this so many times when you say shouting from the mountaintops, I've been saying this for a long time, and it's probably why my show is not nearly as popular as a, as a Tom Kroll show or a, a Sean Terry show or a Cody Sperber, because you know those guys are out there and the, they're gunslingers in the wild, wild west. They're flipping yeah. properties, they're making all this money, and you know, my show's boring compared to theirs, but it's a lot faster way if your approach is, if, if, if your end game is freedom. Yes. Cash flow is way more sexy. It just takes a little time to develop, but once you get it, man, and then your net worth goes up, you know, values of home goes up. You're still into it for, you know, 10 years down the road. You feel pretty good, man. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I can only, you know, describe the, for me the freedom of, I don't even have to worry about what I'm doing next month, next week, next year. I'm still going to get paid on my rentals. Right. My, you know, my apartments are still going to make income. You know, people pay rent each and every month. 100%. They got and then, to. you know, we always, I like my, my favorite quote is, uh, our tenants expect the rents to go up every year and we never disappoint them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, Customer satisfaction is what you're all about, Corey. Yeah. You know, that $15 increase is going to happen. <laughs> and, right. you know, because I got to keep up with cost of living. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you, so sitting back here now, seasoned, because, so, you know, everybody that's listening right now, so Matt is a seasoned investor. What you're hearing from, in his words, or from like, I started off here, but I realized quickly that that wasn't the real game. Uh, the fix and flip quick selling for profits. 
it was a way of maybe in the beginning, but he quickly transitioned into something much more profitable, which was cash flow. Yep. Yep. Right. Here's the, the best way that I've been able to explain it. And I still, I mean, I still get thumbs down on the YouTube videos when, when I explain it this way. And I was like, you guys are just insane. But anyway, fine. Do it your way. If you're happy with what you're doing, don't listen to me. I'm good with that. As long as you're happy, it's all I care about. You know, and we still, Mercedes and I still kind of experience it today and we still debate it sometimes. But, you know, you have a property sitting in front of you and you can flip it for 30 grand or you can hold on to it for $300 a month. And just the human nature, if you're looking at a pile of cash or $300 a month, you know, most people, they will go for that $30,000 of cash. They feel like they're, they're more successful. They feel like they're prospering. They feel like they're doing good. But how many of those properties do you have to flip to put in a very conservative account to generate $300 a month? The freedom that you're pursuing. A so actually, it, today's, if you're at four or 5%, you probably have to flip. Yeah, three or four of them. It's, it's, I think it's six to one is like the yeah. number. Yeah. So six to one. So you got to find six more deals to create the same amount of freedom as you would by just holding the one. And that's if you didn't spend a dime from the properties you flipped. Yes. So let's say you put half in the bank and then you put half for half to um, to, to pay your expenses. Well, now you got to do 12 to one. Mm. So all of a sudden, I mean, you are so far behind by doing it that way. And uh, it's pretty compelling once you put that on a spreadsheet and you're like, wow, I could just both of them are hard work. Let's not get that twisted. They're both yeah. hard work. But, but it's one, how long do you want to do the hard work for? You do this for, you know, the tale of five years, right? Mm -hmm. Do one for five years and see where you're at. You're still at zero. Mm -hmm. Trying to, because you wake up that, the next day on, on the sixth year, broke and like, if I don't make it rain today, I'm not going to eat. Got to go keep hunting and gathering. Versus someone that's become a farmer and planted a good crop. Yep. And it just shows up, right? Yep. And, uh, but it's not sexy, right? The problem with what we're teaching is it's not sexy to a lot of people. There's no but... TV show called Hold That House. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, no, I pitched it to every network and I got turned down every single one. I was like, it's going to be great. There'll be no cost, be no production. You just put a camera in front of the house and just let it sit there for 30 minutes a week. <laughs> they didn't like that. <laughs> Hold that house, man. We did another one. <laughs> we got 50 cameras going, and they're still there. It's still there. <laughs> exactly. Let's oh do a quick God. edit. Let's, let's do a quick camera-to-camera -camera edit. Right. <laughs> let's get this exciting. So, um, listen, I mean, so the cash flow game, what has it done for you personally? Like, what do you? what's your lifestyle now versus when you were bagging groceries? Well, I did this at, it, it, let's see, it was 34. So at the age of 41, I retired for 30 days, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, right. I, I mean, there was only so many movies you could watch and so many trips to the driving range you could make a week. And I just, I needed something to do. So now that I got this mystery of in this, this what I thought was what I wanted, this retirement, I realized, no, that's not what I want. So that's when I came back to work. Yeah. So I've certainly increased my expenses then. I've got overhead. I've got a business. I've got employees. And my passive income does not cover my overhead now. Right. But it is high enough to the point where if it all went to hell, I could just shut it all down and I'd be just fine. And just be fine. Right. 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 So 
I guess if you've asked me what it's done for my life, it's given me that kind of comfort that I, I can make better decisions because they're not all fear-based or money-dependent, right? Amen to that, brother. I think clearer, and I, you know, I move forward and and thinking what I think are smart moves. I still make some mistakes, but they're not fear-based mistakes. True, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's really it. Is like saying putting. You know, I always say, like, when I, I talk to flip, fix flippers and wholesalers, I'm like, guys, you know, are you real nice ones? Just hold them, right? Even if you only did one a year, one a month, like, mm-hmm. you, you flipped seven, but you held one. Mm-hmm. But, and then you stockpiled that for, you know, a, a five years or something. You would come out of that thing looking pretty good. You could probably sell half of them and pay the other half free and clear, uh-huh. right? That's going to be a spot that'll happen one day when you'll probably be like, in my mind, that's the single family game is mm-hmm. if I'm doing single families, you hold them for enough period of time to where the value really increases, where you can sell them and pay your other half off. And that's when you've hit Nirvana because mm-hmm. then it doesn't do $300 per door. It does thousand. Yeah, yeah. Six. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So essentially doubles. Yep. And, and that's like. And then you're truly just like whatever you want to do. Then you have, again, like you just said, time freedom to do what you really enjoy, your passion. And even like me, I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop working. I, don't, I mean, I mm-hmm. love what I do. You, you, say, you love what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do work this hard. And mm-hmm. it's not that we even work hard. Just work smart and work, work, work the time that you want. Yep. That's, a, that's, a, that's the kind of life that most people, I think when they first read Rich and Poor Dead, that's what they were looking for. But just they got blinders, and I think there's people like me and you that we got to go out there and teach the world that like, no, it goes back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Buy some, hold some, right? Yep. You know, so, there's a, and I and I didn't realize this before in my previous life in the music business, um, but now that I've gone through it once, I've certainly brought that lesson over here to the real estate business, and that is learning from other people's mistakes, because you still like. For the most part, you're going to have to make that mistake yourself to really, really learn it. But one, one thing I've really focused on, and, and I'm not perfect at it, but to really focus on when someone smarter than me or further along than me tells me about don't do this or don't do that or do it this way, I really listen, right? I'm really like, okay, all right. And so I, I can see myself talking to my audience, whether it's virtually through a podcast speaker or through YouTube or at, at our live events. I can just feel it based on the response and the feedback and even just the energy that like, yeah, Matt, that's good. That's good. That sounds great. You're the best, but I'm going to go do it my way anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. And that's like, you're like, Oh, you feel so bad. You're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the pain's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would say that's when I say copy my way to success, I've also, you know, copy what they've done right or what they did. And then honestly copy what they didn't do. And don't because do sometimes either. what they yep. didn't do is really what you shouldn't do. Right. Don't sometimes go try that's to go enough. rogue. <laughs> yeah. That's enough to create the success is just don't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything else, but don't, but don't do these things and you'll be, mm-hmm. you can probably come out of this thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a life lesson right there. My gosh, 100%. don't make dumb mistakes, follow smart people and watch them, watch them long enough and, and uh, see what they're doing and what they don't do. And that would tell you everything. You know what? I, I think about, that all the time, like if they would have told me that in high school, my senior year, like find a mentor, find, find networking groups or mastermind groups where people are, are greater and smarter and, and bigger and better and faster than you are. And to the point where like, 
hire a coach if you have to. But get with somebody and align yourself with somebody that's been down the road that you want to go down. And boy, what a, what a success accelerator that is. True in my life, right? That's exactly 100%. what I did. I mean, I think I spent 150 grand on coaches and masterminds last year. I'm a professional connoisseur of education. <laughs> yeah. Do you regret any of it? Not, not, not even the slightest. Not even the slightest. And some of those are pretty hefty price tags. I mean, it wasn't cheap to get into Collective Genius. No. And, you know, and if you want to go deeper and further, I mean, there's stuff that you don't see advertised online. There's no marketing funnel to get into some of this stuff. And it's far more expensive and far more, like, it's, it's a, some of those are really high hurdles to, to crawl over, you know? Right. But and we that, do, because you know why? It's worth it at the end of the day, right? Because the power of your network, the power of people that are, you know, to reach, like, again, if... When you go into those types of circles, you become the student again. Yeah, peer pressure works both ways. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and you just level up your learning, your knowledge, so you then you can take the next steps to get to that little that next little plateau that's been that's been eluding you. Yep. And you start thinking differently. You start having different conversations, and then then you actually can create action plans. And now you have different access to different resources and, and contacts to actually make those action plans come together. And yeah. it's just like. You keep moving up, and it keeps. What do they call it? A self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I if I could go back to my eighteen-year-old self, I would say, listen, keep in contact with the people that you meet and that you come across with, like religiously. Yep. Because you just never know when someone rises up and that could have helped you to a path. But I mean, honestly, what we just talked about of following people up the ladder and and really and then and then always putting a hand back down to mm -hmm. your tribe. Right to the people that you influence, because as you keep growing, sometimes we forget where we're at. Like, you know, sometimes I forget. Like, wow, I'm pretty high up the ladder. I never really, I never looked down. I've, you know, I've just kept on trying to figure out whose hand I needed to grab. Mm -hmm. And then you look down, you're like, wow, that's it's we're we can really help and influence some people. Amen. You know. Amen. And that's what you do, brother. So listen, for people out there wanting to get a hold of. Matt Terrio and uh, Epic Real Estate. How do they find you, brother? This was a this was a great conversation, Corey. You're a really good guy. And I was coming on the podcast, and I was just expecting all these questions. And 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 the one question I always get asked that you didn't ask. So let's just pretend you ask it, okay? Okay. I'm gonna feed it to you. Yes. Hey, nobody listen real quick because it's gonna be fresh when it comes out of Corey. It's gonna be his idea. Matt, if you were to lose everything and had to start all over again, how would you do it? Matt, if you were to lose everything and start, how would you do it, brother? Oh, fantastic question, Corey. So I've been asked that question so many times that it, I guess there's a demand for that type of information. And so what I did, Corey, is I put together this little project of where I documented everything that I did because when I did get started, I did start from nothing. I was bagging groceries. And uh, what do they say? The uh, the mother of invention is desperation or desperation is the mother of invention. So one way or the other. But I was desperate and I got pretty creative. I got pretty resourceful and I created a bunch of different ways to go in and do this business with little to no money. And uh, I put it together in a free course. So if people want to get into my world and that's where they're starting from, you go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Came up with that domain name all by myself. <laughs> Realestateinvestingcourse.com. Or just go to the podcast, Epic Real Estate Investing. We've been there for 10 years. So we pretty much find us wherever podcasts are aired. Brother, that is pure magic and pure gold. Listen, 
wonderful conversation today. Uh, wonderful stories. You know, you're a true master at what you do. Um, you're helping thousands, millions of people around the country or definitely around the U.S. And, um, dude, it's just an honor to have you on my podcast. Oh, Corey, thank you for saying that. It's always yeah. an honor to talk to you. It's always a pleasure. Cool. Well, listen, guys. Hey, you know, in real estate, there's lots of ways to make money. But the first thing you've got to do is you've got to believe it in your mind. What you tell yourself each and every day means something. And when you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. <laughs>